Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Bavakama daf kuf dalid. We are holding on daf kuf gimel amid beis five lines from the bottom of the page. Ella li olam rabbi tarfan. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. And Lil Nishmas' mother, Goldabah Simcha, Shalom. Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klali Shalom these times. And Atzlacha for our soldiers and our captives, our hostages. They should all return home safely and soon. Uh, by, and also by Rina Ganellis for his chus for Fushlema, for Shmaryo, Ben Rezel Shoshana Miriam. And for Yisrael, Ben Rezel Shoshana Miriam. They should both have a Rufur Shlema, Besoch Shar, Chole Yisrael. So, what we're going to talk about today is first, we're going to finish up our discussion where we tried to see if there's any parallel between the discussion in our Mishnah of how far you have to chase after the guy in order to pay him back. Uh, I mean, you have to go all the way to Madai in order to pay him back. And the discussion between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfon, the Machlokas, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfon, when it comes to, uh, if you're not sure who you owe the money to, that there may be five people that you owe the money to. Do you have to see to it that you're absolutely certain that whoever you owe the money to has gotten paid and therefore you got to pay all five back? Or can you just leave it in between them? So that's going to. Uh, so we're going to continue that discussion to see whether our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Akiva, our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Tarfan, or our Mishnah doesn't go like either one of them necessarily. Then the Gemara is going to have a, a discussion about who you can give it to if you owe money to somebody and you don't have that somebody accessible to you. Uh, who you can give it to to absolve yourself of any further responsibility? Meaning, if I send it with a shliach and the shliach loses it, I'm still going to be responsible. What if the other guy, the Nigzal, sends a shliach to receive it. So what if he makes that shliach with Adim? Do I then absolve myself of responsibility or do we assume, no, he's just making a convenient way for me to pay, but he's not saying that he's taking responsibility once it goes into the hands of a shliach. What if it's a shliach based in? Does that, uh, and if it's a shliach based in, can I even appoint the shliach? Can the Gazlan even appoint the shliach? Then on Amun Beis, the Gemara is going to try to figure out on the top of Amun Beis, is there a foolproof way? Is there a way to deliver with the shliach and not be responsible? Is there some something that could be worked out? So the Gemara is going to try to come up with a plan where once you give it to this kind of shliach, you then know that you've done your responsibility and, and, and no matter what happens, you're not going to be responsible for that money anymore. Then the Gemara is going to spend most of them based talking about the chomesh payment. So fundamentally, the Gemara is going to talk about is chomesh payment a mamon or is it kapara? And there's going to be nafkaminas whether it uh, it's mamon or it's kapara. Specifically, do Yorshim pay chomesh and uh, and do Yorshim pay karen, depending on the uh, the situation. Uh, the Gemara is then going to figure out the case where the Yorish pays karen, but yet does not pay the chomesh. So let's begin again. Five lines from the end of the page on Daf Kuf Gimel Beis, and again we're trying to reconcile. Uh, we're trying to figure out if there's a connection between our Mishnah and chasing the guy till Madai and the Machlok uh, Shabikiva and Rabbi Tarfon. So it says Gemara Liolam Rabbi Tarfon. It could be that our Mishnah assumes like Rabbi Tarfon that if you steal from one of five people, but you have no idea which of those people, you just put the money down and that's it. Let them figure it out. And it's talking about a case where you never nishpal the sheker umodur. Rabbi Tarfan, Rabbi Tarfan is moded to Rabbi Kiva that you have to return the gzela to each of them hechadish tava if you were nishpal sheker. So therefore, our mission.
Mishnah holds that when the Gazlan was Nishbal Sheker, that's when he has to go to the ends of the earth to be able to return the money. But if he was not Nishbal Sheker, he would not need to go to the ends of the earth to return the money. That's exactly like Rabbi Tarfon, that if you were Nishbal Sheker, you got to return it to each potential guy that maybe you owe the money to. And if you were not Nishbal Sheker, that's not your responsibility. You could just put it down between them. My time, why does Rabbi Tarfon say that if you're Nishbal Sheker, you have to return the the the, the gzela to the nigzal more so than if you were not nishbal l'sheker. Damar Krak, as the pasuk says about someone who swears falsely, la asher hu lo yitnenu biyomash maso. That if you swore falsely, you better make sure that that money gets back to the right person. Rabbi Kiva avagav delomishtava kanis. Rabbi Kiva would say, yeah, but even if you're not nishbal l'sheker, we make a kanas that you're going to have to make sure that the money gets back to the uh, to the rightful party, and therefore you're going to have to give back uh, the, to to all five people. So it turns out, according to this understanding, that the machlok shavitam Rabbi Kiva is only when you're not nishpal l'sheker, and the machlokas is, do we make a knas on the guy or not? But if the person was nishpal l'sheker, both Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfan agree that you need to pay kol echad v'echad, that all five of the guys that you might owe the money to need to get paid. And our Mishnah is assuming, like Rabbi Tarfan, that we do not make a knas on someone who is not nishpal l'sheker. So therefore, if you're nishpal l'sheker, you have to chase the guy all the way to Madai. If you're not Nishbal Shekhar, we don't make such a kanas. They have to chase the guy all the way to Madai. So says more of Rabbi Tarfon, wait, if our Mishnah is going like Rabbi Tarfon, who holds that only when it's Nishbal Shekhar do you have to return the Gzela to the Nigzal, Michti, Heichot de Mishtava, in a case where the guy was Nishbal Shekhar, Lo Sagid Lahoda, he's not going to be Chayiv uh, with Kapara on a Shavua and returning uh, the, the money to the Nigzal when he was uh, when, when he was not Moda. If Adim just came. The Torah is only Mechayiv and Nishbal Sheker, the, the Chomesh and the Asham, if he later was Moda that he was Nishbal Sheker. Pasuk says, Visvadu es chatasam asher asu vayeshiv es asham abrosham v'chamishi so yosef love so uh, if that's the case, our Mishnah is talking about a case where he was Nishbal Shekhar and then he was Moda that he was Nishbal Shekhar and he's coming, let's say, Sidei Shemayim. Well, if that's the case, my area, why does the Mishnah say that he has to go to Madai uh, only when Vinishba, even uh, if he's being Yotzei Shemayim, Afil Nami, even if he didn't take a Shvua, Titania, after all, the Brisa on uh, Mishnah and Yavamus about someone who steals from one of five people, where uh, Rabbi Tav and Rabbi Kiva only have this disagreement about what you need to do min hadin, but Moda Rabbi Tav from the Brisa says that everyone agrees that if you want to be Yotzei De Shemayim, everyone agrees that you have to pay everybody back. Uh, so even Rabbi Tafrin is Moda that it's not going to be good enough to just uh, to just put the money down in between them. So therefore, just like Rabbi Tafrin is Moda that in order to be Yotzei De Shemayim, you have to pay each and every person that you might owe the money to. So who Adin, in terms of the case of our Mishnah, of how far you have to go to pay the guy back. If you want to be Yotzei De Shemayim, you have to go all the way to Madai. So why does our Mishnah say, no, no, only if you're Nishpal Sheker do you have to go all the way to Madai. Even if you're not Nishpal Sheker, you should have to go all the way to Madai if you want to be Yotzei De Shemayim. So, so far the Gemara has rejected both of the possibilities of uh, of, of, of 
pigeonholing our Mishnah either to be dafka like Rabbi Akiva or dafka like Rabbi Tarfon. So now the Gemara says, you know what? It could be that our Mishnah has nothing to do with Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfon at all. Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfon are talking about where you steal from somebody and you don't know who you stole from. There are five people that you might owe the money to. That's not the case of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is you know exactly who you owe the money to. It's a question of how far you have to go in order to make sure to give that money back. So it could be that our Mishnah goes both like Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfon because it has nothing to do with Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfon. Elo Amar Rava. So Rava gives this third possibility that our Mishnah is Bain the Rabbi Kiva, Bain the Rabbi Tarfon. And the Machlokas that they have is about stealing from one of five people and you don't know who you stole from. So then whether you're Nishpal Shekhar or whether you're not Nishpal Shekhar, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, and, and, and uh, the question that they have is whether you're Chayiv Minadin. The Rabbi Kiva says, Minadin, you have to make sure you pay all five of them back. And Rabbi Tavron says, no, you only have to do that if you want to be Yotzei De Shemayim. So you can't ask, like the Gemara said, that our Mishnah is Mechaiv, you to go all the way to Madai, only if you're Nishpal Shekhar, whereas Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfon, uh, you should only be Mechaiv him if he's, uh, uh, even when he's not Nishpal Shekhar, you should be Mechaiv him. According to Rabbi Akiva, Minadin, you should be Mechaiv him when he's not Nishpal Shekhar. According to Rabbi Tarfon, you should be Mechaiv him when he's not Nishpal Shekhar. Because going to Madai has nothing to do with the paying of five people back. Shiny Masnisin, the Din in our Mishnah is different. You know who you stole from. So the Kevin, the since you know exactly who you stole from and you were moda that you owe him the money since you have the possibility of returning the gzela to the nigzal so it says if the nigzal says to the gazlan let my money be a picadon until I come to collect it and therefore there's no lack of hashava it's as if you've already returned it because I admitted it I owe you the money I'm putting aside the money next time I see you I'm just going to give it to you right it's already you're just watching it for him in the meantime hilkach nishba but if I took a Shavua, now I need a Kapara. It's not just that I owe you money. I also need a Kapara. So I better do whatever I can to get that Kapara. So even though I'm keeping it as a Picadon, I have to chase you all the way to Madai in order to get my Kapara. But hello, Ishtaba. But if I never took a Shavua, the Sheker, so I don't need a Kapara. It's just a Dina Mamanis issue. I have your money. Okay, so I have your money. I'm putting it aside. It's your money. I'm the Shomer. Next time I see you, I'll give it to you. Have you got my Picadon? So it's a Picadon until the guy, the Nigzal, comes to take it. And therefore, I don't have to chase you down all the way to Madai, even to be Yotzei De Shemayim. As opposed to if I steal from one of five people and I have no idea which one, even if you want to return the Gzela, I don't, I don't know who to return it to. So therefore, you can't say that it's Nasikilu Amaloa Nigzal. You can Picadon Biyadcha. You can't say, oh, it's like it's a Picadon. Picadon for who? I don't, I don't even know whose it is. Because uh, so, so it's not Omid La Shava yet. So that's where you have the Machloks of Yikim and Rabbi Tarfon, whether the obligation to give back to all five guys is, is, is Minadin or only Lotse Sidei Shemayim. But, uh, but you're going to have to do, but, but at least let's say you're going to have to do something like that. In our case, I know it belongs to it. I'm just watching it for him, holding on to it for him. So even let's say I don't have to chase him down 
to Madai. The only case I would have to chase him down to Madai is where I have my own baggage because I have an Avera of Nishbal Sheker that I need a Kapara for. So yeah, so in that case, I'll have to chase him down to Madai. Now, the Mishnah said, If you owe someone money, uh, you have to chase him down to Madai and don't, don't just give the money to his son or to his Shliach because you're not going to absolve yourself of responsibility by doing that. Meaning if the son loses it, the Shliach loses it, you're still on the hook for the, uh, for the money. So the Gemara explains, what would be the din if you're mafkid ma'os by somebody and the mafkid sends a shliach to take the money from the shomer uh, to bring him back to him? So in what case is the shomer now absolved of responsibility? I gave it to your shliach. That's your problem from here on in. And in what case do we say, no, I, until the mafkid gets his money back, you are not absolved of responsibility, even if it got lost in the mail, because uh, getting lost in the mail is not the mafkid's problem. So itmar. So we have a machloka samurayim. Shliach sha'asao be'edim. Let's say the mishaleach sent a shliach in front of Edim. He appointed the shliach to bring back my money. Right? I have a pikadon. I have alva. So I'm making you my shliach in front of Edim to be the one to bring back my money. So So that is Shluch HaShlom Kamoso, and therefore, if uh, the money is given to that Shliach, the, 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 the Gazlan, or the Shomer, is now absolved of any responsibility. No matter what happens in transit, he's given it back to the Shluch HaShlom Kamoso. Whereas Rabba Amar, Lo Avi Shliach. Rabba says, no, he is not a real Shliach of the Balamaos, it's just that the Balamaos is giving you the option of sending it through this Third, through this third party, but until it gets to me, you're not absolved of responsibility. So Rav Chista, Rav Chista says that it is a valid That's why the guy went out of his way to appoint this shliach uh, in front of Edim, to Leiku Birushusei, in order that, uh, to make it clear that the money is going to be in his Rishus the second the shliach receives it, and the Shomer is going to have no further responsibility on that money. But Rabbi Amar Shliach, Rabbi says that's not why he appoints a shliach in front of uh, in front of Edim. What he was uh, what he was telling the Shomer is, look, if you want to know uh, whether there's a trustworthy person to uh, to send the money with. I am hereby certifying in front of Edim that this guy is a trustworthy person. So he smacked the smoke. So therefore, balls in your court. If you want to rely on his trustworthiness and give him the money to bring to me, I'm telling you he's a trustworthy person. So if you if you want to send it with with him with this uh, with if if you want to send me the money uh, through your shliach, so good you could do that because I I trust him as a trustworthy person. But I am not making making him my shliach, not in any way which you're going to be absolved of responsibility the second that you give it to him. No way. He is your shliach. So Tosas raises the question in Tibra Maskel Hachi that if the mafkid was megaladas, that this shliach is a trustworthy person, meaning again, we're explaining within Shittas Rabbah that even if the uh, mafkid makes the shliach in front of Edim, he's not really saying he's my shliach. He's just certifying him as a, an honest person so that, you know, if you if you want to make him your shliach, I have no objections. That's all he's trying to say. He's telling the Shomer, you want to make him your shliach, I have no objections. Sas tells us if that's what he's doing, though, even when he's not intending to make him a shliach and the money is in the Shomer's hands until uh, gets, I mean, the money is considered to still be in the Shomer, Shomer's hands until it gets to the Bailim, the Shomer should still be putter if any onus happens along the way. Why would the Shomer be putter if any onus happens along the way? Because the, the Chiyav of a Shomer is by Pshia, 
Right, so why do we say normally that if uh, the shomer sends it through a shliach and an onus happens, why is it normally that the shomer is responsible? I thought a shomer chinam is not chayiv in uh, in onsim. So why would he be responsible? Because it's a pshia to give it to somebody else, right? To give it to a part because the 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 bal hamaos could say ein piktoni I don't want my pikadon in someone else's hands. I gave it to you to watch, not to somebody else i don't trust that somebody else Ooh, but once he certifies that he does trust that somebody else so then an onus is an onus when an onus happens along the way it's actually an onus it's not the pshia by giving it to this person you gave it to a person that was certified as a trustworthy person by the mafkid so Tulsa suggests that the the chiv that he has in any onus that happens on the derech is not because he was poshea by giving the money to another shomer and in return should No, it's because even the shomer himself shouldn't take the money on the road, which is a makom sakana. He should return it to the bailim in a makom yishuv, and therefore the whole idea of taking the money to travel, of bringing it in a bag on the road where there are bandits and all other sorts of things, that itself is the pshia, and that's not considered an, an ones. That's how uh, Tosos uh, answers. Other Rishonim answer differently, but it's a kasha that certainly has to be dealt with. Okay, so now we have this machlokas between Rav Chista and Rabba. The uh, mafkid appointed a shliach in front of Edim, so Rav Chista said, that is the mafkid shliach, whereas Rabba said, no, if the, uh, if the shomer wants to give it to that it's the Shomer Shliach, not the Mafkid Shliach. So let's bring a riot. Tanan, we have a mission of Saksba Metziah. Hashoel, as a para, a person uh, requests from someone to borrow a para. Vishilcha, biyad bino, biyad abdo, biyad shlucho. And the uh, Mashil sends it in the hands of the uh, son or the Evan or the Shliach of the Mashil. O biyad bino, biyad abdo, biyad shlucho. Or in the hands of the son or the Evan or the uh, or the Shliach of the Shoel. Umesa, and the para dies on the way from the mashil to the shawel, meaning the loan hadn't started yet. Right? You were, it was on its way. It was, it was going in that direction. Potter, the shawel does not have to pay the mashil the value of the, uh, of the, of the para, even though the shawel is chayv ba'onsim because he didn't get the para yet. He only becomes a shawel is chayv ba'onsim once he takes possession of it. Well, hai shlucho echidami. When the Mishnah says biyad shlucho of the shawel, what type of shliach is it? If, if the shliach was not appointed by in front of Edim, how do we know that this guy is in fact the shliach of the shawel? Meaning the only way we would know it is through Edim. Must be that the case is that he did appoint it with Edim. And you see that the shawel is potter if it's Mesa Bederach. Because, so Kasha Rav Chista, meaning that's a Kasha on Rav Chista, meaning apparently even when I appoint a shliach with Edim, he, it's, it, he does not become my shliach. It's my way of saying that if you want to give it to him, I trust him, but it's going to be your shliach. And that's exactly what's happening in that Mishnah Mishnah's Bamatziah, that a shawal appoints the shliach with Edim, but he's not the shawal's shliach, and therefore the shawal does not take responsibility when it goes into the hands of that shliach. It could be that I was talking about where there weren't Aiden. I, how do I know he's the Shliach of the Shoel? Because he's the guy that works for the Shoel. He's always working for the Shoel. Everyone knows that he's an employee of the Shoel. So that's why I know that he's a shliach of the shovel. So Tanan, you know, the, the way the Gemara said it, is just like Rav Chista said it in a different context, where it's Yadua. So what was that different context? 
It was our Mishnah Tanan. The Mishnah had said, that you shouldn't give the Gazan shouldn't give the Gzela to the son or to the Shliach of the Nigzal. Well, hai Shlucha Echidami. What is the case of Shlucho? If he did not make him a Shliach in front of Edim, Mina Yadinan. How do we know that he's the Shliach of the Nigzal? Oh, so it must be that he made him a Shliach in front of Edim. And still the Mishnah is saying that you're not absolved of responsibility when you give it to him, which Lechora is exactly like Rabbah, that a shliach that's made, that's made in front of Edom is not a shliach, and the gazel is not yoti as chiv of Hashavas HaGzela until the, the, the money gets to the nigzal himself and not to any shliach. Because Lechora, according to Rav Chista, that he is a shliach, why aren't you yotzei chiv of as soon as you give it to the shliach? So it says, well, no, 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 it's not talking about where they were Edom. This was the original context of Rav Chista. There were no Edim. He's the employee of the Nigzal. So everyone knows that he's the Shliach of the Nigzal. You don't need to appoint him Edim. But if the Nigzal makes a Shliach Edim, then maybe if you give it to that Shliach, you've done your job. And, uh, and, and you've returned it already. You've already fulfilled your mitzvah sashava, and you have no further responsibilities. So the Gemara asks on Rav Chista's answer that uh, the Mishnah says, the implication of Rav Chista, and indeed what Rav Chista says, uh, is that if you made the shliach with Edim, my, then what would the din be? That that is a valid shlichus. That if you appoint the shliach with Edim, then he really is the shliach. And then, then the, the Gazlan is Yotzei's Kivashava by giving it to that shliach. Yeah, but if that were the case, Adetani Seifa, when the Seifa wants to come up with the case where you're able to fulfill your Chiv HaShava by giving it to someone other than the Nigzal, it should have just said that, right? It should have just said that if the Nigzal makes a Shliach in front of Edim and you give it to that Shliach, then you've been Yotze. That's not what it says. It comes up with another case. It says, oh, if you want to be Yotze, your Chiv HaShava, by giving it to anybody other than the Nigzal, make sure it's a Shliach based. Shlech Beisdin is good enough. But why not just say that it doesn't have to be a shleich beizin? That shleich shasal beidim achinam bidavish shleich. That as long as the nigzal, the nigzal made this guy a shleich in front of edim, so that's good enough. Meaning, if it's true that it is good enough, then we merchav tavi lachma. Why are we bringing him from a case of making a shleich beizin? Minayu bei within the case of a shleich that was made by the nigzal. You have one situation where it is a shleich, one situation where it's not. If it's not with edim, it's not a shleich. If it's yes with edim, it's yes a shleich. Why? Did we just mentioned that, uh, that 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 case, and the Rashi explains that would have been the better case uh, because the shliach beizdin would have to be in front of three people, and uh, you know, and and, and, and not everyone is kashul the hey, it is kashul ladud. It's a much higher uh, madrega to get to a shliach beizdin than it is to get to a shliach of the nigzal. Now the reason we don't give the example of uh, of giving to the shliach that was asal beedim is because it's not an absolute. It's not a uh, it's not a halacha psuka that 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 uh, that's across the board. Shliach beizdin loshna aso nigzal loshna aso gazlan. Because when it comes to shliach beizdin, it doesn't matter who appointed that shliach beizdin. Whether it was the nigzal or the gazlan who appointed the shliach beizdin, havi shliach. It's still a valid shlichus whoever appointed that shliach. So that's psikalei. But shliach shaso beedim. But if shliach was appointed by edim, the chiaso nigzal hudavi shliach. But aso gazlan lavi shliach is only a valid shliach that's going to exempt the gazlan when he gives it to him 
if that shliach was appointed by the nigzal in front of Edim, but not if he was appointed by the gazlan in front of Edim, and therefore lo Therefore, it's not a case uh, that, 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 that lacks any nuance. It's a case that would involve a little more nuance. We'd have to get into details of who appointed that shliach. But when you say shliach bezdin, no nuance. If it's shliach bezdin, I don't care who appointed him. You did your job when you gave it to a shliach bezdin. So says Gemara, that assumption that if it's a shliach bezdin, it doesn't matter who appointed him, that's not so pashat. Our Mishnah to assume that just by giving it to Shliach Bezdin, whether the Nigzal or whether the Gazlan made that Shliach Bezdin, you've done your job, you've fulfilled your Chiyav HaShava, is against the following Tana. Titania, Rabbi Shimon ben El Azar Omer, Shliach Bezdin Shaso, Nigzal Veloa So Gazlan. If the Nigzal made a Shliach Bezdin, but not the Gazlan, Oa So Gazlan Vishalach. Uh, or the Gazlan made the shliach, and the Nigzal sent another shliach to take it from that shliach of the Gaz, of, of, of the uh, <coughs> of the Gazlan. Potter. Only then are you potter. So you see, the time of the bright souls that even a shliach bezdin is only a valid if is only valid shliach if it was made by the nigzal. But if a shliach bezdin was made by the gazlan, the gazlan is still not potter when it goes into the hands of that shliach. Only when that shliach delivers it to the nigzal or or his shliach, only then am I potter. That's against what we're saying in our mishnah. We're saying we're touching up our mishnah that if it's a shliach bezdin, you don't have to worry about who appointed him. You fulfilled your chiyav by giving it to the hands of a shliach bezin. So it's just a ha'ara that the way we're touching up our Mishnah right now is that shliach bezin is not nuanced. It doesn't matter who appointed him. Your yotze yuchiv hashava. That's against uh, Brisa of Rabbi Shem ben Elazar, who says that even a shliach bezin has to be appointed by the nigzal. Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Lazar dami tarvayim shliach shaso beedim havi shliach. So other uh, other Amoraim also had a vote on uh, on this discussion that if you make a shliach in front of edim, is that a valid shliach or not? That is uh, as if you've given it to the nigzal himself. So Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Lazar say that yes, it's a valid shliach since as if you've given it to the nigzal himself. Vim tomar mishnah seinu I, but you're going to tell me our mishnah says don't give it to his son, don't give it to his shliach. But if he never made it a shliach be'edim, then uh, then how do I know that he's a shliach at all? So be'mamsilo shliach. Our Mishnah is talking about a case that uh, that he was mamsilo shliach, meaning not a case where he made the shliach be'edim, but rather the amrlei, the guy, said, the nigzal said to the shliach. Look, somebody owes me money, and he hasn't yet sent me the money. So do me a favor. Just show yourself to this guy that owes me the money and ask him, you know, by the way, I'm traveling back to the other town where the guy you owe money to lives. Would you like me to be your courier? I'm happy to take it for you. He's a big down the cuffs close. I, I can't imagine. Why didn't he pay me back? It must be because he can't find a courier. It must be that he can't find someone who, uh, who can bring the money back. So maybe he really wants to send the money back. He just can't find anyone to bring the money. So since he didn't uh, appoint him to be a shliach, but uh, he sent him to uh, to just make himself available to become the shliach of the gazlan, 
Yeah, so then the Gazan is not Yotze, it's Chiv HaShava, by giving it to such a Shliach. Or another answer that Rabbi Yochanan Blazer could, could, could have to our Mishnah, Inam Kitrav Chisla, Bishchiru Lakito. Maybe they'll touch up our Mishnah, is that there was no Shlichus Be'edim in our Mishnah, and that's why you can't give it to the Shliach. How do I know that it's his Shliach? Because he's Chiru Lakito, because he works for, for the Nigzal, so I know that it's his Shliach. So the Gemara brings another din about uh, sending money, Ali Dei Shliach. I'm Rabbi Domer Shmuel. Ruvid Amishmuel tells us the following: Ein Meshalchid Maos, you're not supposed to send money. Shomer is not allowed to send money that it was given to him as a pikadon bidiyukni with a shliach that brings some sort of simon or some sort of signature from the mafkid that he's a that it's a raya that that I'm a shliach. Meaning, if the mafkid says to a shliach, go to the shomer and bring me my money, and he gives a letter that's as a as as a raya that 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 you're good, that you're my shliach. The Shomer could say, I'm not comfortable with this. A uh, letter is not enough for me. I don't know that uh, you're really the Shliach. I'm not comfortable giving it back. To you. And that's true even if there are Edim signed on the letter. And we know that uh, it was sent by the Mafkid and that he wants this Shliach to bring back the money. Because since the Mafkid didn't go out of his way to be Memana the Shliach in front of Edim, and all he did was he signed the letter and had Edim signed the letter afterwards, but he didn't, have a, he didn't do it in front of Edim. It must be he's uh, not taking responsibility for it, and therefore the the, the Gazan can say, when I give it to this guy. I'm still responsible for it. I'm not being Yotze Mechiv HaShava. I'm not comfortable with that. Rabbi Yochan says, no, if there are Edim signed on it, then that's as much as you need. That's all you need to know that this is in fact the Shliach of the Bailim. So Amri, the Shmuel, Maitakanta. Okay, let's assume not like Rabbi Yochan. If you assume like Shmuel, that even a letter signed with Edim is not good enough, so what can you do for the Mafkid if he wants to give money to a Shomer to, to send back to the uh, to the Balti Kadon? What can he possibly uh, uh, to, to send to say he wants he wants uh, he wants his money delivered through a Shliach? What can he possibly do? So here's what you do. The Gemara says Rabbi Abba Rabbi Yosef owed a lot of money to Rabbi Abba. So Rabbi Abba had to come up with a way to get his money back. So Amrle Rav Safra Rabbi Abba who was owed the money center of Safra who was going to be around Rav Yosef's neighborhood. When you come back, I would like you to bring my money back from Rav Yosef. So someone of Safra went to Rav Yosef. So Rav, Rav Yosef's son, said, Did Rabbi Abba write in the Shtar that I've received my money with the Kabbalah of Rav Safra? Meaning that as soon as I give the money to you, as soon as we give the money to you, that we are absolved of any responsibility? He said, no, he didn't, he didn't write that lashon of his Kabbalti. He said, if that's the case, I'm sorry, we're not going to give it to you until you come with a letter that says his Kabbalti, because only if the letter says his Kabbalti do I know that when we give you the money, we've absolved ourselves of responsibility, and if there's an onus bederech, we're not going to have to pay again. Then in the end, Rav said to Rav Safra, He then says, you know what, on second thought, even if he does write his Kabbalti, it's still not going to be good enough. It's still not going to be enough to be Mechaev Rav Yosef, to give you the money and uh, rest easy that he's already been Mechaev Mishchiv HaShava, because Dilma Ada Asis 
because maybe by the time you get here to to collect the money, Shach of Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba might be dead. Uh, as Rashi points out, Rabbi Abba was a very old man, so he might die at any moment. And what happens when a person appoints a shliach and then dies? Well, the shlichus becomes bottle. So it could be that, yes, saying is kabalti with a letter, with Edim, is enough to make you a shliach, and that's great as long as the guy who sent you is alive. But if I don't know that the guy who sent you is alive, then you're not. Then, then, then I don't know that you're still a shliach, and therefore I maybe haven't fulfilled my, my obligation. It's really the Yusomim that we, uh, of Rabbi Abba that we owe the money to. And the fact that Rabbi Abba once wrote his Kabalti is going to be irrelevant. Now, uh, the Rishonim raised the Kasha that the Gemara Mesechus Gittin tells us that a Shliach that's maybe get me Medina Siyam, and uh, when he brought the get, when he, when he got the get from the husband, the husband was already an old man, the Shliach is allowed to give the get to the Isha, the Cheskas that the husband is still alive, and we're not Choshesh that he, that he died. So how come by Dina Mamnus we're Choshesh? Over here, uh, Rava, Rav Yosef's son is saying, look, I, I can't give it to you, because if we give it to you, who knows, maybe the guy who sent you is dead, we're not Choshesh that, the, that someone died, even if he was an old man. So Muka Yosef suggests that we're not Choshish Lamisa and you shouldn't hold back the money because of that. But since he came to ask what to do, uh, how, how do we come up with a plan that has no chashash whatsoever? Meaning, uh, th- that's what they're looking for. Full proof. How do I know that if Rav Yosef, how can I come up with a way that if Rav Yosef gives the money to this guy, this third party, that I know for sure he's off the hook and that he has no further responsibility? Well, well, the only way to make it foolproof is to know that the guy is still alive. So if uh, I don't have to be choshesh normally that a person is dead. La halacha, you don't have to be choshesh. She's able to give it to him, but uh, but it's not foolproof. So Amalei, so Rav Safra said to Rav, Avel Takanta. So what what can we do for Rabbi Abba? He wants to collect his chov and he can't come himself. He's an old man. So zil nekninulach agavara. Go to Rabbi Abba and let him be makna the money that Rav Yosef owes him to you, the shliach. Agav Kinyan on Karka, because the Allah is that you can be called a metaltal in Agav Karka. Normally, to be called a metaltal, you need to make a Kinyan on the metaltal. You need to have the money in order to be called So you need to pick up the money. You need to do this. But there's another way to be called a money if you do a Kinyan, uh, a Kinyan Agav Karka. So make a Kinyan on the Karka, and then Agav the Karka, you're going to be called the money as well. So you, the Shliach, will now be the Balamos, and therefore, when we give it to you, we'll be giving it back to the Balamos. So you should come and write for us this Kabalti. Uh, and you'll write the Lashon of this Kabalti. And in that way, there's nothing to be Choshesh for. So, just like the story with Rav Papa, that people who lived in Bechazai owed him money. Rav Papa was makna that money to Rav Shmuel Baraba. Agav asifat the base, agav a piece of his house. So he also, when Rav Shmuel me bechuzai, when Rav Shmuel came back from bechuzai, Rav Papa was so happy that he brought him back his money. Nafak laape ad tavach. He went out to greet him all the way to a place called Tavach. I came up with a plan and it worked. He came back with my money and uh, they were able to give it to him and they had nothing to worry about by giving it to him and that plan worked. He was so uh, he was so excited. Yam Shalshalma writes that it's not mustaver that Rav Papa would be so happy with uh, you know getting back. His uh, Tracer Alfi Zuze, Republic is an exceptionally wealthy person. Tracer Alfi Zuze is not life changing. For someone uh, like Rav Papa, and he's also Rav Papa. Like, why? Why did the money shouldn't matter all that much to him? So he said, "No, it was the chap. That's what he was so excited about. That they were trying to figure out how to come up with a din where the, where a person could give back the money and not have to worry about." It. So he came up with the chap. He came up with a way that, that meaning he's learning Baba Kama, and he came up with the yishuv to the sugya. So that's what he was. Uh, he was all excited about. 
So now the Gemara discusses whether, now we shift the discussion to Chomesh. So Nasa Karen, we said in the Mishnah that if you gave the Karen but you didn't give the Chomesh, or the guy was Mochel on the Karen but not the Chomesh, or was Mochel even on the Chomesh but it was Mochel on everything except a lesson of Shavaprut of the Karen, then you don't have to chase him all the way to Madai. So just to pay back a Chomesh, you don't have to chase him all the way to Madai. So Alma Chomesh Mamonahu, from the Mishnah, the fact that you don't have to go all the way to Madai to pay the Chomesh, sounds like Chomesh is only Mamun and not Kapara. Because if the Chiv of Chomesh was to be Mechaper on the Gazlan and was not a Chiv Mamon, it should have been Pashut that returning the Chomesh does not prevent you from bringing your carbon Asham, that your failure to return the Chomesh does not prevent you from bringing the carbon Asham. The Mishnah shouldn't have to tell me that you don't have to bring it all the way to Madai. The fact that the Mishnah has to tell me you don't have to bring it all the way to Madai is an indicator that it's really Mamon. And since it's Mamon, that's something that if the guy you owe the money to dies, you owe it to his Yarshim. If it were Kapara, then you wouldn't owe it to his Yarshim. Your deal is not with them, it's with him. But uh, but since it's Mamon, you'd owe it to uh, to the Yarshim as well. With Tananami, and uh, we it says in our Mishnah, if you gave the Karen back to the Nigzal and you uh, swore falsely about the Chomesh, so then uh, you, you're going to have to give back the Chomesh plus another Chomesh, because that Chomesh now becomes the Karen, which also indicates that Chomesh is Mamun and Akapara, because you wouldn't have a Chomesh on the Chomesh if it wasn't Mamun. You only have a Chomesh on that which is Mamun. And we have a price that supports this as well. Someone steals money from someone else. He swears falsely about the Gzela, and then the Gazlan dies. So the Gazlan's Yorshim pay Karen Vichomesh Betermin Asham. They don't have to bring his carbon Asham, because Asham is just for Kapara. The Yorshim are not the ones that need the Kapara, who is their deceased father who needs the Kapara, right? But you do have to pay back. They do have to pay back the Chomesh, because that's Mamon. So ask the Gemara, a Sira from this to another Brisa. Are Yorshim really responsible for their father's Chomesh? But I'll ask you from another Brisa, when it comes to Shua Sapikadon, where it says the words, Asher Gazal, because I could have said that you pay the Chomesh on that which your father had stolen. So that's why it says, Asher Gazal, that which you stole, you pay a Chomesh on, and not that which your father stole. So Adayin Aniyom, when do I not pay a chomesh on that which your father stole? When neither the son nor the father took a shavuah, or who below aviv, or maybe he swore the sheker, but the father never did, or aviv below who, or the father swore the sheker, but not the son. But how do I know that if both the father and the son swore the sheker about this money, that uh, that the son still doesn't pay the chomesh? Because he's not the the son is not the one that committed the original the original gazela. So uh, so so therefore he's not going to be chayiv in the chomesh. So you see from this price, it's a cash on the first price that the gemara had quoted about a gozel where we said that the yorshim do pay the chomesh, and over here in this price. We say if they're not the ones that stole, they don't pay the chomesh. So Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says not a stira, low kasha. Khan, the first price is talking about Shahoda, that the father was Moda, that he swore falsely prior to dying, and therefore he became Chayiv in the Chomesh. So that Chayiv is a Chayiv Mamon, that transfers down to the Yarshim. But Khan, Shalohoda, but the second price is talking about a case where he did not, he was not Moda before dying, and therefore the Chayiv Chomesh was never Chal on the Gazlan. And that's what the price is dashing from the Pasuk, that the Yarshim don't pay the Chomesh of their father. And the Gemara assumes right now that Nachman is saying, 
that 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 the son is not is also not moda after the father dies that his father had stolen. So Elo Hoda, well wait a second, we're talking about that the father never admitted that he had stolen, and the son never admitted that the father stole. So forget about the Chomesh. He shouldn't have to pay the Karen. Because how do I know that the father stole? No one ever admitted that the father actually stole. Maybe you can tell me, yeah, you're right. You don't pay the Karen either. But from the fact that the Tana is looking for a way to pater him from the Chomesh, the implication is that he is paying the Karen, not that he's pater from the Karen. So, Tanya, and furthermore, the Hemshech, the Brisa, uh, as, as, um, as, as, uh, paters the son from the Chomesh of the father. Because it says, I, I still could say, When do you pay Karen for that which your father stole? When you and your father swear, or the father and not the son, or the son but not the father. How do I know that if neither the father nor the son swore? How do I know that in those cases the son has to pay the Karen? Because that's why the Pasuk says, so the fact that, that the Torah gives all of those examples, so that's how I know that you have to pay. So the Yasef Rafun Rafun was saying this halacha. What do you mean Yesh Talmud? Do you mean that it's a limud from the extra words in the pasuk? Oh, Yishtalmu Ka'amar Or it's not Yishtalmud, we misheard you. Yishtalmu Ka'amar You're just saying that it's a Svara that you have to pay the Karen. So I'm like, Yishtalmud Ka'amar. No, no, you heard me right. It's Yishtalmud that we actually get this from the Psukim. Elamai lo hoda, lo hoda aviv hoda beno. So what does the Rav Nachman mean when the, Brice, the second Brice says lo hoda, that he didn't admit? It means the father didn't admit, but the son did admit, and therefore he has to pay the Karen, but nevertheless, he does not have to pay the Chomesh because his father never admitted before dying about the Chomesh and therefore the Chiyuv Chomesh was not Chal so the son admitting is not Mechayev a Chomesh okay Ben tomorrow we'll pick up at the bottom in the Chayev Beno right in the middle of this uh, discussion have a great day everybody thank you so much we'll see you. Have a great day.